when we're using Instagram engagement, building these relationships, it is going to grow your account, but it is also one of the best ways to ultimately lead to conversions. And yes, I know it is definitely a longer term strategy. However, the reason this is so beneficial is because this is when it, it then gets into quality over quantity. I'm Tracy Lynn, a boudoir photographer and business coach, and I'm obsessed with helping photographers out of their ruts, sticking points, and holdups, and helping them find their way to the business of their dreams. Back in 2016, I left my job as an overworked dental hygienist and built a seven-figure boudoir business working just 30 hours a month. Every week, we chat about photography, pricing, marketing, and all things business. Join me as we uncover your path to sustainable success so you can find more fulfillment in a balanced life, all with a camera in your hand. This is the Sustainable Freedom with Photography podcast. Hey guys, so this interview, it took a little bit to record. I think I've mentioned this before, but I travel with Tommy for his job, and we've been traveling across the country and back for the past month. We left Oklahoma a few weeks ago, went home for a few days, headed to Tennessee, we're there for six days, now we're back in Oklahoma, and we have to be in Mississippi next week, so... Most of the time we get to stay in one place quite a bit longer than this. So this has been a super exhausting month to say the least. This interview had to be rescheduled at least four times and I just want to thank my guests for being so patient with me. And by the way, you are probably going to hear Lila in the background with her allergies. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be part of it for a while. So until I figure out this whole podcasting thing and good sound quality... I'm probably going to say it every episode that Lila has her allergies. Anyway, I am so excited to introduce you to Nicole Ricardo of NR Media, which is an online marketing agency specializing in branding, web design, and social media management. She is also an online marketing educator. I've personally purchased one of her courses, and she was my Instagram coach all of 2021. I'm telling you, she really knows her stuff, so I want you to pay attention and take notes because I know you are going to learn a ton from her. And let's be honest, marketing is something that we all have to take seriously if we want to grow our businesses, whether we do it ourselves or we hire it out. Depending on where you are in your business right now, with Nicole and our team, you can DIY it with one of her courses and a strategy that works. I can promise you that because I've used it. Or you can hire it out to her team and they will do it for you and do it really, really well. And I can promise you that as well because they are my part of my marketing team as well. You can find out more about her services at nrmedia.com or her courses at nicolericardo.com. I will link both of those in the show notes as well so that you can easily access them. Um, you can also find her on Instagram at Nicole Ricardo. I hope you enjoy this interview with Nicole. She's truly one of the best in the online marketing game. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on today. And first of all, I want to apologize for the number of times I rescheduled <laughs> this due to our travel schedule. Um, it's been really he- hectic and I'm very thankful that you were able to work with me and for your patience. <laughs> yes, of course. I know how that goes. <laughs> yes. So many of us know about your Instagram success, but why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are, what your journey has been like and where it's led, like where you are right now. 
Yes, I can definitely do that. Um, hi, hello, I am Nicole Ricardo. Uh, journey has definitely been a roller coaster ride. I'm sure we're shocked <laughs> as for pretty much all entrepreneurs. Um, but I would say since starting my own business, it's definitely a lot easier now than it was in the beginning. <laughs> Stacey and I, you will probably hear throughout the course of this interview, have very similar um, <laughs> mindsets in terms of building businesses. And so in the beginning, I definitely Definitely, uh, I was busting my butt 24 seven, um, getting the structure in place because I am also very much of the mind that your business really should support the kind of life that you want to live. So my business is structured primarily, um, to bring in a lot of passive income. I have a lot of digital courses. I of course do one-on-one coaching as well, but um, I don't take too many one-on-one coaching clients per year. I have uh, multiple income streams, things like affiliate income. And I also have an agency that I run, which I love so much. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do now. (laughs) That's awesome. So what is it about marketing that always attracted you to marketing? So that's an interesting question because I think I think I was doing marketing before I even realized that's what I was actually mm-hmm. doing. So when I was in college, um, I worked in the office of admissions. And so sometimes I would help out with the social media team and doing their posts and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then uh, when I was in grad school, something I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, I uh, actually did my bachelor's and master's in music. I am a flute player. And so for my master's, um, I was running a woodwind quintet and I put together tours for us. We were doing guest artist recitals and residencies at other universities, which like us doing that as students is pretty much unheard of. Mm -hmm. Um, We were putting together world premiere concerts, doing grants, blah, blah, blah. Um, So obviously all of that is marketing, you know, finding like fundraising and donors and all of that. And I loved it, but I didn't really realize like, oh, this is actually marketing. Um, And it wasn't until when, after I graduated, ended up doing marketing and some nine to fives uh, and working with some marketing agencies and, you know, officially going down the rabbit hole of like, oh, let's learn everything I can about marketing. Marketing's great. This is super fun and exciting. So yeah, definitely evolved from, oh, I just like this, but I have no clue what I'm actually (laughs) even doing to like, oh, oh, okay. This is called marketing and this is super fun. (laughs) It is fun. It's my favorite part. (laughs) Um, So how did you transition from a nine to five to Instagram educator and owner of your own agency? Yeah. So I... In my nine to fives, as I mentioned, um, was doing marketing and I went to a few other places doing marketing for them and was seeing all of these results that I was getting them. And I have a very strong aversion to being told what to do. Um, and I also have a very strong aversion. Like if I want to go visit my family, like, who are you to like that? I have to ask you permission. Like, Oh, can I take off time to go visit my mom? Like that is just so stupid to me. And so I just never really, I'm not a nine to five person. I do not take orders. Well, like, don't try to tell me what to do. It's probably not going to go over well. You know, that's just like my personality. And so eventually it just got to a point where I'm like, this is so stupid. Like I'm seeing all of these results. I know how much money I'm making them. Why am I using 
all of this knowledge that I have to just put more money in other people's pockets. And so I, in August of 2018, made the decision, like, I'm sick of this. I'm redoing my branding. I'm building my website. I'm going to start using social media strategically. And I'm going to start actively trying to book myself more things so I can switch out of a nine to five and work for myself. And so uh, that's what I did. And by August, I was able to go full time. Um, But when I went full time, I actually did it with the intent of primarily working as a musician. And so that's a lot of what I was doing at that time. I was um, teaching music lessons at a bunch of different places. I was performing with a few different orchestras, but I did bring on um, a couple freelance like social media management clients because that's primarily what I was doing in my other marketing roles was social media marketing, social media management. Um, and anybody who does that, you know, it's like consistent recurring income month after month. You kind of have the monthly retainer for it, which is much more stable than like Oh, teaching flute lessons, you know? So yeah, it, um, that was definitely not the bulk of what I was doing at first when I first transitioned to working for myself. That's awesome. And the, what you said about making money for someone else, that was literally the thing that got me out of my nine to five, because I was so sick of working so hard for yep. so little money to make money for someone else when I could be making more money for myself. So yep. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What did the beginning stages of your business look like? Like any roadblocks or mental barriers when you started? Oh yeah. I mean, I think like we, we all had those, right. Because starting a business, um, I think is probably one of the scariest things that you can do, right. You're literally giving up a steady paycheck and being like, fuck it. I'm going to try to do this myself. Oh, whoops. Sorry. You want me to say that again? No, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's, it's really scary having to be thrown into this world of, I mean, there's no stability at all, especially in the beginning when you're first putting yourself out there, you're first trying to gain traction. And so that is definitely a big barrier. And I think that also led to a lot of other fears that kept me stuck in those kind of beginning phases way longer than I actually needed to be. Obviously hindsight is 2020. And now that, you know, I'm way farther ahead and running like multiple businesses. I just wish I could go back and like shake myself and be like, Oh my God, Nicole, like get it together. Like, yes, you you have these fears. And of course we're like, we're all human. We're going to be afraid of like, Oh, well, what if this doesn't work? And Oh, well, I'm thinking about investing in this thing. What if this is the wrong investment or, you know, Oh, I'm thinking about this program. What do I name it? What do I price it? It's like, we take so long to make decisions And it really ends up being detrimental, I think, in the beginning stages of business. So that is one big thing that I really wish I could go back and tell myself, like, just like make a freaking decision and move on. Because at this point in business, and you know this too, Tracy, like you literally make decisions in like minutes, you know, and they're, they're big decisions like, oh, uh, $20,000 to invest in this, blah, blah, blah. Like, great, let's do it. You know, like you just have to make decisions, but honestly, it gets you so much farther ahead, so much faster. Um, when in the beginning stages, we let all of those like fears, those mindset blocks, um, really hold us back a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, what about negative comments or doubts from others in regards to your work? Um, and this is probably something specifically for boudoir photographers, because 
we really do, especially if you're in the Bible Belt, the Midwest, like I was, you really do get the negative comments from your family or from people like, what are you doing? So did you ever have to deal with that? Oh, yeah. And actually, um, I will say, since you brought up boudoir specifically, (laughs) anybody follows me on Instagram, one of my recent ventures is I've been taking pole dancing classes, (laughs) which is way more fun than the gym, by the way, Um, and also like terrifying, but it's so much fun. And yeah, I mean, like I post about that and I definitely had a lot of comments about it, but it's at the end of the day. And this is obviously like confidence is something you develop over time, but I think it's just really being so secure in yourself and knowing like this, this is my life. I am the only one living it. And if this brings me joy and happiness, like who cares what anybody else thinks, which obviously is easier said than done, especially if it's somebody like a family member, um, that's saying something, which actually I've also dealt with. And I, I understand it's like not great, but, um, it's just at the end of the day, knowing like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do with my life. And this is what brings me joy and happiness. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. Um, and I also will say like little asterisk on that. I also do see a therapist and that helps a lot too. So we are pro therapy over here. (laughs) For sure. sure. (laughs) So any like particular thing that you've had to do to overcome the negative comments or anything like I know for me especially in the beginning of my boudoir photography journey like I just kept posting and I just ignored everybody mm-hmm. and maybe that isn't like that's how I that's how I deal with my feelings is I ignore them sometimes so <laughs> anything did specifically to overcome the negative comments or doubt um for me I think it was it was really just coming to terms and accepting the fact that it is going to happen. And it literally, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if, if you're even in a normal nine to five still, like if you are putting yourself out there online, there's going to be somebody who has a problem with something. You're never going to be able to please everyone. And honestly, this is something like, to be really real, it kept me from actively like growing my business for a while because I was really trying to wrap my brain around this. Like it it is difficult to deal with, but the reality is, I mean, like even literally, like if I walk out my front door and my neighbor has to be outside, like they're going to look at you and they're going to judge you on some level. Right. So like, even as you're going through normal daily life, like you're going to be judged, people are going to have thoughts about you that aren't stellar. Like it just is what it is. And so I think the sooner that we can just like wrap our brains around that and accept like it is what it is. Not, I am not everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody is going to agree with everything I say. Like somebody is always going to have a problem with something that you do. It just is what it is. Um, then you can move forward from that a lot faster and it's a lot easier to kind of let it roll off you. (laughs) For sure. So was there a magical moment when you realized that your side hustle could become your full-time job? (laughs) Uh, yes, actually there, there was. So after I, um, started fully working for myself, I was getting messages like multiple times a week from people on Instagram asking like, how did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Because especially working, um, as really any type of creative 
I mean, we all know it's really difficult to make a full-time living in those fields. And so I was getting all of these messages. And finally I was just like, well, okay, I guess I'll like put together a little, you know, class and teach you how I did it. Um, which is, I still have it now it's called create your career. And it literally walks you through, this is everything I did. And here's how to do all of this. Um, but running that very first round and seeing multiple people literally being able to like graduate and they graduated with a full-time business for themselves or being able to quit their jobs and working for themselves full-time, just doing what they love doing. I was like, okay, like this, this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. (laughs) Is there anything that you would have done differently back in the startup phase? Ooh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think this kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I just, uh, would have made decisions a lot faster, especially, um, to be honest, when it comes to investing in things, I think those were the things that I procrastinated making decisions on the most, because especially in the startup phase, you know, like every penny counts and it can be really scary when you don't have consistent income coming in, whatever. But now, and I'm sure Tracy can attest to this, um, after making a ton of investments in my business, I know every single time I do, I'm going to see, ROI from that, like significant ROI. And so I really wish I would have done that more in the beginning. Um, and been scrappy about like, oh yeah, maybe I don't have the money sitting in my bank account right now, but like, I'll figure it out, you know, and just make it work because that really like making investments in yourself, whether it's a course, um, doing one-on-one coaching, a group program, whatever that looks like for you, it really, really, like every single time, they're just going to move you so much farther ahead, so much faster than trying to figure things out on your own. I literally recorded an episode, I think yesterday about how I was just like, you always say like throwing spaghetti at the wall for three years (laughs) with my photography business. But as soon as I hired a business coach, I made six figures the next year. So Mm -hmm. it's just like that. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like as soon as you invest, you'll see the ROI. Yep. Every time. Mm -hmm. So what's your ultimate dream for your business? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think I'm pretty close to it. Um, I mean, I of course would love to have you know, more students in my courses so that way I can be getting this information to more people. But really where I'm at right now with my my one-on-one clients that I have and the work that we're doing in my agency, um, the flexibility that I have in my schedule. Like, I mean, you see my Instagram, I'm freaking always like traveling somewhere. Like I was just in Missouri now, like I'm about to go to New Orleans. Um, And that's really like when I first started, that's what I wanted for myself. You know, I wanted to be able to take time off whenever I wanted to and go, go travel, go see my family, go work from New Orleans for two weeks if I want to, you know, that's, really was my goal in intending to do this. So, um, I, yeah, I think I'm, you're there. Yeah. Not, 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 not <laughs> far off. <laughs> I saw when you were in Missouri, I was like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to go there. Like, oh my God. Well, come hang out. I'm going yeah. back the end of June too. Really? I'm going to, um, Kansas city. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were, um, I think you flew into St. Louis, didn't you? Where? Yep. Yep. I saw you and I was like, 
I've always wanted to go there, but nobody that I know wants to go with me. <laughs> oh, I'll go. They had some good antique shops and real good Italian food. We'll travel for pasta. <laughs> um, St. Louis has the, it's like the best secret Italian food ever. So <laughs> yeah, I had no freaking clue. It was yes. like so legit. Like we went into this Italian restaurant. There was a, like, I'm Italian. Okay. I know legit Italian. And as soon as we walked in, there's this old little Italian grandma, like super sassy, like, what do you want? You know, it's just uh-huh. like, like sit down, like, let me feed you. <laughs> like, Which oh one did, God. was it in St. Louis? Which one did you go to? Yeah. yeah. One of the places in the hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have the best. <laughs> it was so good. Yes, for sure. So how has focusing on your business affected your work-life balance? <laughs> Ooh, coming in with the spicy cues. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, well, in the beginning, it was non-existent to be honest with you. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously like, I'm never going to be an advocate for like hustle culture, blah, 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 work yourself until you die. But like the reality is when you're first starting a business, you are going to have to put in the work. You just are. And it is what it is. So yeah, when I first started, it was, I would say probably at least a solid year of, I mean, I was working 24 seven. Like I didn't have weekends. I was working into the evenings. Like, is that healthy? No. Um, but that's what I did because I was busting my butt to get my business structured in a way to be where I'm at now. And one of the quotes that always really stuck with me in the beginning phases, um, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of like entrepreneurs, are willing to work a few years of their lives. Like most people won't in order to live the rest of their lives. Like most people can't. And that is really what kept me going because I knew that in those beginning years, I was getting the structure in place. I was getting, um, the, the systems, the backend systems, the funnels, blah, 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 in place for my courses. So that way I could be generating actually passive income, getting the, the systems in place for my agency to be, you know, getting client inquiries on repeat. So that way I wouldn't have to be working 24 seven, um, which now I don't have to work 24 seven anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, was it hard? Yes. Was it worth it? Also, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that too, like in my courses and everything, I'm like, you're going to put in the work now so that you don't have to put in the work later. Mm -hmm. Since most of my audience, they are actually photographers. Let's focus on how you can help them and how your team can actually help them. So you're currently working with at least one of my coaching clients, I think. Um, But what are a few ways that you actually work with photographers? Yeah. So, um, A lot of what we do, it comes down to two things. So we do a lot of brand and web design. um, And with brand and web design, we're not just about like, oh, let's make it look pretty and, you know, click publish. And now you have a website like, great. Yes. We want to do that too. We want to make sure that it feels like you. Um, but we're all about conversions at the end of the day. And this is where all of the marketing comes in, right? Because if you're paying for something, you're doing it because you want a result. And generally as entrepreneurs, the result that we want is more bookings, more sales, more clients, right? So when we're building websites, um, it's very conversion-based. We're using SEO, um, everything down to the way that we're laying out things on the website. It is very intentional to lead to conversions for you. So um, branding and websites is kind of uh, half one of the way that we help people. And then the other side of that is social media marketing, which I'm sure we're shocked since that's how I started. Um, but yeah, so doing everything from, you know, just out 
outsourcing simply your engagement, which is essentially lead gen. Uh, so super, super important. And also your growth plan um, as all the way up to, you know, full social media management, like taking photos. We do a lot of product photography, actually um, writing the captions, doing like replying to comments, DMs, posting stories. Uh, so it can be kind of, you know, as, as hands off or, you know, just need somebody to help with engagement, any spectrum within there. Awesome. And I know that you have a web, a website for my, my mastermind clients and my coaching clients. So do you want to talk anything about like, say anything about that or... Yeah, so we we do have some website templates that we custom designed and we custom created one exclusively for Tracy and her clients. So um, what a website template is, uh, I mean, you can probably Google these, there's tons of them, but we custom designed um, templates that are con- using conversion-based formatting and essentially all you have to do is go in and you swap out the pictures for your pictures. You swap out the logo for your logo. You change the fonts to your fonts and change the colors to your colors. And that's pretty much it. And throughout the entire website, on the homepage, on the about page, um, we like to make things as easy as possible for you. So it's basically like playing a game of Mad Libs. It's like, say something like this here, say this here, say this here. So it's, it's super, super easy. Um, and honestly, most of our clients that we have that buy our website templates, they usually finish them in a week or less. So we love that. <laughs> so one of the one of my clients, she bought one and she did it in three days. And in one week, she had nine inquiries and she booked oh out God. an entire um, uh, like boudoir marathon, but not really a marathon. Like she went, she is going to San Antonio and she booked out her entire San Antonio sessions in three days, I think. So it's a really good template. (laughs) Dang. I like, I didn't even know that. I'm like, can you send me that? I want to (laughs) like, yeah, definitely share that. That's so cool. Yes, definitely. So, um, let's switch to Instagram engagement. Like, can you explain what this is to the audience? Because they may (laughs) not know that. Yes. Instagram engagement. So what I mean specifically by Instagram engagement, you heard me also refer to it as essentially it's lead generation. Um, So Instagram engagement kind of has two parts. We're going out and engaging with new accounts that are in your exact target audience. But another half of this that I think people forget is also engaging with your current audience. But let's focus on the uh, new audience. Essentially what it is, is you are going out, you are being really strategic. You know exactly where your exact ideal clients are already hanging out. You can search through other hashtags. You can search through other accounts. You can search by location, any of those features, but you're going out finding those new target accounts that are your exact target audience and engaging with them, whatever that means to you, right? So usually that's going to be leaving some likes, leave a really thoughtful, engaging comment. You can reply to their stories. Um, But the way that I look at it, because I know people can feel a little weird about it sometimes, um, is it's just relationship building. Like whenever I'm reading a post, I'm like, okay, if I was with this person, in real life. And they just said this to me, what would I say back? Right? Like, I'm probably not just going to look at them and be like, hard eyes, you know, like I'm going to come up with something thoughtful to reply back with. And I'm probably also usually going to ask them a question. So that way I can continue the conversation. Right. But it's really just genuinely like 
Hey, I'm curious about this and I want to get to know more, you know, and also I would like to know, it doesn't have to be anything business related at all. And in fact, I actually prefer when it's not business related. I genuinely like want to use this as a way of developing actual relationships with people. Mm -hmm. So I've actually taken your course and without even knowing it back in 2016, (laughs) I was literally using your strategies. Like (laughs) that's literally how I grew my um, boudoir Instagram Mm -hmm. and didn't even know that I was using the strategies that you were doing. So, or that you teach. So that is why Instagram is really important for photographers, but can you explain that a little bit more in detail? Yeah. So when we're using Instagram engagement, building these relationships, especially when you're doing it on a consistent, regular basis with new target accounts, not only is it going to grow your audience, right? Because you're developing these relationships. Of course, people are going to want, it's reciprocity. I mean, literally like if you want to go down the rabbit hole, it's actually one of the biggest sales psychology triggers. So, you know, um, it is going to grow your account, but it is also one of the best ways to ultimately lead to conversions. And one of the examples that I always like to use here is, okay, if, um, you know, some random person on Instagram, I have no clue who they are. They're not even following me. Um, they've never interacted with me before. If they send me a message and they're asking me something, right. They're asking me, Oh, Nicole, I have this question about da, 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 da. like, what, what do you have to say about this? Or, you know, they're asking me for a favor or something. Um, I'm going to like think twice about it. Right. Versus if Tracy sends me a message and she's like, Oh, Hey, Nicole, I have this question about da, 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 da. Or like, can you help me with blah, blah, blah. Like, like yeah, great. Let's do it. Like, I'm literally not even going to think about it. It's such an easier yes when you have that relationship with people. And yes, I know it is definitely a longer term strategy. However, the reason this is so beneficial is because this is when it it then gets into quality over quantity. Like, let's just be honest. We all know it is freaking hard to grow on Instagram now. Like gone are the days of just being able to post pretty pictures and you're going to get hundreds and thousands of new followers just because you had pretty pic. Like it doesn't work that way anymore. I wish it did because all of our lives would be a lot easier, Um, but it just doesn't. And so really like all of our strategies now really need to be geared towards how can I make the most out of these 20 followers that I do have or hundred followers that I do have or 500, whatever, however many it is, literally you can see results with only a couple hundred followers, even less than that. Like literally I had a client do a beta launch of a course and she made $17,000 and she had like a hundred something followers. Okay. So really at the end of the day, it is, it is all about that quality over quantity. And when you develop those relationships with people, when you go in to promote things, your conversions are going to be so much higher. Mm-hmm. For sure. So for me, I'm actually an introvert and social media is a lot for me. So I completely avoid it, which is why I have you guys doing my Instagram. <laughs> but um, do you have any advice on how to reframe your mindset for the audience? <laughs> yes. And um, same, I also struggle with this still, even as somebody who does this professionally. So I just want to just blanket statement. If you feel this way, um, you are not alone. In fact, the majority of people feel this way. So I think the mindset sh- shift here that needs to happen is really at the end of the day, this is a part of your marketing plan, right? If you are using social media as 
one of your platforms to reach other people. And I know Tracy talks a lot about having those short-term and long-term marketing plans, right? So sure, you might be using um, a blog for SEO for your long-term plan, and maybe you're using Instagram for short-term. Okay, well, part of your Instagram marketing plan needs to be growth and visibility. And that is Instagram engagement. It is literally a part of your marketing plan. It is a part of your business. If you want to grow on Instagram, if you want to make sales from Instagram, you need to grow your audience. In order to grow your audience, I'm sorry to tell you, but just posting reels every day, um, not a reliable strategy. It may or may not work. Um, It's great when it does, but like Instagram is reliable. It is one of those things where if you do it, you are going to see the results. And it's very much like when we're taking on clients for engagement um, and figuring out, you know, okay, well, how much engagement do you want to do per day? Are we doing it every day? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, usually I'll get the question, oh, well, how much should I be doing? I'm like, honestly, it depends on your goals. How fast do you want to grow? How many new people do you want in your audience? Like how, how many conversions are you looking for? Because if you're like, let's go, like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's freaking do this. And great. Like, let's do like two hours a day, you know? Um, But it's really like, you get what you put into it. Right. And also you get, like you said, you get what you put into it, but you also have to follow through because I had hired you guys for four or five months and I was seeing no results. But as soon as I started doing my side of what you guys were doing, <laughs> then I started seeing the results. So it's definitely what you put into it. You can't just half-ass it basically. Yeah. And that's the other side of it too, is marketing is not the same thing as sales. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get that confused. We can generate leads for you but we're not in the DMs making the sales for you. I mean, like we can be, I I guess, if you hired us to do that. But at the end of the day, I think um, my personal opinion on that is that is one of the most personal things, right? Getting in people's DMs, having those conversations, especially when you then transition it into a sales conversation. Like you as the CEO, as the owner of your business, that is probably going to be one of the very last things that you offboard from your plate. Like even, I think both of us now, even where we're at, we are still the ones having all of the sales conversations, you know? So yeah, marketing, uh, we can generate the leads for you, but that is not the same thing as sales. And so that's exactly why the, the other half of it that Tracy is talking about, um, is DMs. Yep. And you teach all of that in the course. So by the way, guys, <laughs> our course is awesome. So if you <laughs> want some good DM conversion strategies, make sure you join her course. But I'm sure <laughs> she'll talk about that here in just a second. Branding is another thing that's really important. Do you want to talk about how you can really set a photographer apart from others? Um, you guys designed one of my coaching clients, Marissa's branding, and it looks so good. Thank you. Um, Yeah, branding. So the first thing I want to say about branding, whenever we think about branding, we of course think of the visuals, right? The logo, the colors, the fonts, how it looks on your website. Um, But branding goes a lot deeper than just your website, right? It should also translate to your socials. It is also your voice. Like if you go on my Instagram, I have a very distinct voice. Same with Tracy. She has a very distinct voice and it sounds like her. So it is really thinking about the whole picture of who are you as a person, 
really? And this is, you know, everybody online, like, oh, be authentic, blah, 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 right? Like, what does that even mean? That is really like our goal with branding is we want to figure that out. Like, who actually are you? And how can we authentically portray that through your visuals that you're going to use across your website, your socials will also translate into your, your voicing, right? We really want every single little tiny detail to feel like you. So that way, when people see you on your website or from social media, and then they get on a call with you or meet you in person, we want them to be like, oh, wow, you're exactly like you are online. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we never want there to be a disconnect there. So yeah, whenever, uh, for our processes specifically, we have a very in-depth questionnaire when we take on branding clients. Um, and yeah, of course there's the things like, oh, what colors do you like? What colors don't you like? But we also like, we're going down the rabbit hole with you. Like if there are random specific quirky things about you that you absolutely love, we want to know that too. And so like, okay, here's a really good example. We recently did, um, branding for a client who like, she's freaking obsessed with mazes. Like that's so, random but like she loves them and that's part of who she is so in her logo um there she was a flute player and so there's a little flute key but inside of the flute key we actually put a little maze inside of it you know so it's like we love a good detail you know but really it's at the end of the day just thinking about how all of those details come together to make sure that it really is an accurate representation of who you are because here's here's the ding 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 once you can achieve that that's what's going to set you apart from everybody else because you are the only you nobody else can be you nobody else is you and so whenever we can create branding that is really really reflective of simply who you are as a human, that just intrinsically is going to make you stand out. It's going to make you really unique. And that's also why people are going to want to work with you, right? Like, okay. Um, for example, uh, for me as a flute player, when I was deciding where to go to college, like, yeah, there's a million and one freaking flute professors, but I chose to go to the school that I did to study with the professor that I did, because even though I learned probably the same things I would anywhere else, it was her personality and how she teaches, how she explains things, right? That's why I wanted to work with her. It's the same thing with photographers, like all of the photographers I've ever worked with. That's how I picked them. Like, oh, who would I actually like legitimately want to hang out with in real life, right? Like do our personalities seem like they're going to vibe. So that is super, super important. For sure. So anything else you want to talk about? Maybe your courses, um, (laughs) especially in Instagram Academy. I always, I love to push that one, um, promote that one in my actual marketing course. So definitely want to (laughs) talk about that. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, so yeah, if, if you guys are interested, you can come follow me on Instagram. It's at Nicole Ricardo. Uh, feel free to pop in, DM me, ask me questions. I don't write, I promise. Um, and then, yeah, my courses, the course that Tracy is talking about, it is called the Instagram Marketing and Sales Academy. And as you can probably tell based on what we were talking about, it is not just like oh, here's how to make Instagram stories that look pretty, or here's how to edit your photo so it looks, you know, cohesive in your feed aesthetic. Uh, Here's how to figure out your Instagram bio. Like, yeah, those things are in there, but it is really like we're going down the rabbit hole on how to use all of these different things as part of an actual marketing strategy. Cause like that is my zone of genius. I am a strategy person. Um, so there's stuff on there. Like Tracy was saying, my, my DM sales strategy is in there. 
creating actual launch plans, creating content marketing plans, um, growth plans, visibility plans. Like literally it is all in there. Like when I made that course, (laughs) the intention, I actually made that program when I was transitioning out of managing social media accounts myself. So I could literally like train my team on how to do it. So this is everything taken out of my brain from uh, oh geez, at this point I've been doing like social media marketing for 13 years. So there you go. It is all in this course for you. <laughs> um, kind of like the when I had somebody ask me what was marketing like before Instagram. Um, you know too. <laughs> yeah, uh, not as fun. I would say. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with me today and for being so patient with my rescheduling through this whole process. Um, I really appreciate that. So, Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Nicole Ricardo. I've learned so much from her since I've started working with her and she blows my mind with her marketing knowledge every single day. Check out the show notes for all the links mentioned in the interview. And all right, that's it for today. I will see y'all next week.